Welcome back, Seahawks fans, to the newest episode of the Seahawks Nest Podcast. I'm your host, Nathan Santa, joined, as always, by the bomb pop to my firecrackers, Kevin Garber. Kevin, how you doing? Uh, I am feeling a decent value. Yeah, and our very own firework, Fago. That's right. It's it's Brett Hancock. Oh, <laughs> producer Brett behind the mic. I'm speechless. I thought you were going to go Choco Taco, so I'm queuing up this, like, yep, finally dead inside and outside kind of thing. And then you I didn't even know Fago Fireworks existed. Now Fago Fireworks, did you whoop, whoop? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, we'll talk to I, you next I, week. I know, you're a, I know you're a juggalo at heart, so, I mean. We can save that for the movie club. Very special right. segment. So... <laughs> So, so uh, it, it is it is warm outside. You guys, uh, um, I, I got I know Kevin, you got air conditioning this year too, right? Oh yeah, uh, best yep, best yeah, so. best money oh, I ever spent. Yep, I got I got a heat pump, so it's not like air conditioning. So like my house, you know, it takes a long time to cool down if I accidentally let it get hot. Right. Got to keep it cool, make sure not to let it get out of control. Um, but man, it training camp opening on this week is like that's got to be tough on the boys. <laughs> because like, there's no shade out there it is just it is hot and and they're going you instantly going. know who went to california schools and sec schools because they're all out there like oh it's fine it's fine they got yeah. the dude out there from wisconsin like i'm i'm dying actually no not wisconsin they actually understand I'm okay so a better example <laughs> we only got to give it another about five or six years you know by some accounts and then everywhere will be like you know the sweltering uh heat and then <laughs> and then yeah there's no difference so, welcome to um, this week's seahawks topic to, the heat death of the universe today my uh today my wife was like shopping online for summer clothes she's like it's too hot and i don't have enough summer clothes for this many days in a row and i was like oh yeah get whatever you want she's like i want to get a romper and i was like i have a romper you could just have my romper and then she was just laughing and stuff and I, <laughs> now so now i'm wearing the romper that's the end of the story i'm wearing, wearing this could be pay, the, this could be record, some, nathan is like a foot taller than his wife that is why this is very funny and also, like this, it's a male, it's a male romper, which is pretty funny. Give me, uh, at, uh, give me you know, thirty-five this some, minutes, and this should be an in-person podcast so that I page, can see this. So <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe this will be a Patreon exclusive. Is a picture of me in this romper. Um, okay, so uh, yeah, big story this week. A uh, couple, like several big stories actually. Training camp's here, so we get the good, good stuff. Finally, get some some interesting nuggets and things. Uh, okay, Qu- Quandre Diggs. Uh, they. Lots of teams are doing uh, conditioning tests, fitness tests for their guys. A lot of teams. Uh, Quandre Dick says, well, we don't have one. Pete treats us like grown-ass professionals. Um, do you, What do you think is the uh, the heart here of, of Pete Carroll not requiring any kind of like conditioning test or uh, con- conditioning testing when they come back? I have a, like, a, like a strong theory on this. Do you guys have any uh, thoughts about it? Uh, two things. Uh, number one, I think he knows his roster well enough to know that this one doesn't need it. Like, he seems like a guy who's pretty plugged in. And number two, he remembered that he didn't sign Eddie Lacy this offseason, so it seemed less important. Yeah, I, I, I really think it's a it's like the always compete mantra, mantra, right? Like Yeah, if you like, just come in out of shape, you're just going to lose your spot. Yeah, you're just going to lose your spot. Like, some guy's going to beat you for your spot. And we saw this with Snacks Harrison, right? Snacks Harrison wasn't really in game shape, and uh, he just never really played. Like, that. that's what happens, man. You just don't. We're not gonna get. We're not gonna give you nine snaps for you if you're if you're gonna get gassed after five, right? Like it's just that's it. You're you're just done. I'll be so. the resident pessimist here on this one. I think Pete wants to avoid uh, the ire of the players' union by subjecting them to uh, Ivan the terrible mid, you know, during the season and a uh, strenuous conditioning program during the off season. He doesn't want to. He doesn't want to double down that hard. So 
I think it's the NFL. Business. Everyone has their own off-season conditioning coach anyway. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Speaking big, of big... fast after five plays. <laughs> Wow. Yeah, Chris Chris Carson. Yeah, well, sure, that's perfect. Uh, Chris Carson today was his uh, his his final day as a Seattle Seahawk. For those of you not reti- in the Discord, that was a respectful Discord joke. Uh, he he will retire a Seahawk. We kind of saw this coming on this podcast. I think I've been like Chris Carson's never playing an NFL game again for since the end of last season. So uh, I'm not I'm nothing changed for me, and this was not a super big surprise. It's sad because Chris Carson was great. Uh, what's your What's your favorite Chris Carson moment, Brett? Uh, probably the uh, the front flip into the uh, into the you know trying to continue the run or the the pinball against the Vikings. Those are my yeah, two favorite so Chris the, Carson moments. Car- the Carson flip against the Panthers. They're down like thirteen ten, right? And uh, yeah. yeah, he landed on his he landed on his feet, which yeah. was so which was so cool. It's like the co- coolest thing you can do uh trying to hurdle a guy basically it's and it was on on a long run for chris carson too but he did not get any extra yards yeah <laughs> from the flip it was just cool yeah it was on a long run of about you know 10 yards <laughs> yeah yep. so yeah, chris carson will never be remembered for his like long runs he did have a 61 yarder which uh that was against the arizona uh arizona cardinals yeah um that that's a huge run for chris carson i mean he it wasn't like an exceptionally cool run he just like bursts through the hole and then gets run down by antoine Bethay after after 61 yards it's pretty cool though like i mean he chris carson was really good he was able to turn nothing plays into positive yards which right. is a really a real skill that that's hard to do uh kevin do you have any chris carson uh, thoughts before we move on uh you know i think he's kind of the pinnacle of two gear running backs he didn't have that like third breakaway gear but he got up to speed so fast that he just consistently could bust off 20 yards if you weren't like if you if you didn't respect it. And um, I think most of my favorite plays involve him kind of catching a little dump off pass because he didn't catch a ton of passes, but he had a decent number of them. And then just putting a shoulder into somebody and ending their career. Like he had that great little shoulder shiver that he would just throw on whoever had him in the flats. And it was it was my favorite thing that he did. Yeah, but right, the only uh, thing you can really you can really fault him for was just his timing. You know, I mean, he was you know either hurt when the team was good or seemed to be you know on some of the more frustrating rosters. So you know, it definitely kind of feels like a missed opportunity, just like overall. But it's okay. Awesome player. It, we got to talk about our rivals, guys. The Kyler Murray signs a huge <laughs> deal. Uh, a huge deal for a for a little man, and he he got uh, you know one more guarantee, one more dollar than than Deshaun Watson or whatever, but less guarantees. Anyway, they it leaked. First of all, I don't know. People are there's a lot of conflicting information out there about this. Like people are saying, oh, it, some people have access to all the contracts, and other people are saying, no, they don't actually. Someone had to leak this, and so I'm not sure what's true. I I need to do more research. But uh, what I do know is that it leaked that there's a clause in his contract that says that he has to watch film with no distractions. So that means he's not on his phone <laughs> or anything uh, f- for. For at least four hours per week. 
which I don't know if you guys watched the Tom Brady, Tom versus time, but Tom was like watching film. So relaxing. I just start. And then four or five hours later, I'm still just sitting here watching film. So, so, uh, so basically the opposite is, of the situation. What I'm wondering is, does Kyler Murray's quarterback coach send him home with a little slip of paper? Like I give my students in third grade and his mom has to initial after he watched the tape that he, he just, like how many minutes he did per day. Sorry. Kyler has trouble focusing. Is there a sticker it's not, chart involved? It's not animated, so it's really hard for him to 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 focus on on it. It's just so so difficult. Okay, either you're giving a ton of money to someone that you don't trust, or you're putting an embarrassing and unnecessary clause in your quarterback's contract. Either way, this is a horrible look for the Cardinals. Yeah, this one spoke to me personally, though. I was like, wait wait they can make sure that you don't do that i'm like i thought it was kind of like a check the box kind of thing here boys but yeah so kyler uh has said in the new york times like i'm preternaturally talented uh, i don't need to watch uh, the, the other teams doing i just go out there and can figure it out and stuff like that in a new york times article so i think this is like trying to force him into the film room i mean i've They're seen like, the second half of every season he's ever played so i would argue that he also needs to be in the film room uh, yeah. Okay. What? A, I don't know. Uh, Brett, I know you have strong opinions about this. Who's going to be the starting quarterback for the Seahawks in week one? Uh, Drew Locke. 100%. And you're a Drew Locke super fan, number one. You're going to buy a number two jersey. <laughs> I actually thought about that today. Uh, if and when they announce him as the starter, yes, I will probably go buy a jersey. I just want to be that guy. And you know what? I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I'm just going to do my thing and just somehow miraculously hope that it all works out. But when yeah, you don't know where the ball's going, you know, it's real hard to be uh, to be positive about this one. And I'll save the Seahawks retro helmet question for when Eric's back. Did it did uh, the last thing? Uh, I had something else and now I oh, pup list. Sorry, I, I <laughs> it says pup list in my notes and I, the I lost chaos it. of uh, okay. me and Brett being on the show at the same time just throws everything in disorder. So pup list. A lot of people are like, oh, this guy went on pup. Trey Brown went on pup today. And people are like, oh, is that me? He's not going to be ready to start the season. It does not. So the way pup works, preseason pup list, everyone who doctors don't medically clear automatically goes on preseason pup. You can come off preseason pup the next day if the doctors clear you. Um, it's not like the regular season pup. Regular season pup, it used to be six weeks. Now it's only four. So for four, you have to be on that list for four weeks. Uh, what this rule is therefore is to allow teams to expand their rosters a little bit. Nathan, um, let me remember the other purpose is so that you don't have people out there who aren't medically cleared. Right. right. Well, in, in preseason, right. In preseason, like you, so preseason, you don't get to expand the rosters. So the pup list is just to protect the players. It's like a, it's like a player's union thing. Yeah. So you like don't they, have a player who's kind of injured being asked to do drills that might aggravate it or something. Correct. It's, it's like a, it's like a player protection thing. The, on the other hand, uh, and also, like, if they do get cut, they'll get cut with medical as opposed to getting cut, which means they ha- they get some of their money, like we saw with Chris Carson today. Uh, so if you get if you don't clear medical and then you get cut, you there you get medically cut as opposed to regular cut, which is yeah, you get cash and medical care at the team's expense, right? Yeah. Yeah. And then also some of your contract. Most contracts have some kind of injury guarantees. Um, the so, yeah, the um, Seahawks now have. Uh, several players on pup. That doesn't mean they won't play in week one. It doesn't mean they won't play in the first preseason game. Even it just means that as of today, now, once the regular season charts, the pup, that pup is different. That pup means you have to sit out for at least four weeks and then you can come back 
and uh, and play. And it's to allow teams to add players to the 53-man roster uh, during the regular season because the NFL has really stupid rules about how many pl- the how many players you can have and how many active players you can have. And there's just so many dumb rules. The whole dressing rule sucks. The, yes, the whole active and active player thing is stupid. Just just let, let teams have 53 guys. It's not that big a deal. Okay. All right. Let's uh, let's head to it. Now we're going to head over to the NFC North. North. North division. North division. We'll start with the uh, Bears. Bears went 6-11 and 11 last year, which was actually way better than I thought. I just didn't have any memory <laughs> of it at all. Uh, they added Justin Jones, Byron Pingle, Lucas Patrick, and Al-Kadeen Muhammad. They lost Allen Robinson, Khalil Mack, Akeem Hicks, and James Daniels. In the draft, they added Kyler Gordon, Jaquan Brisker, and 25-year-old wide receiver Velas Jones Jr. Hey, do you want to know some players who are younger than Velas Jones Jr.? There's a lot of them. Uh, DK sure. Metcalf. DK Metcalf for one. <laughs> All right. Uh, Seahawks. Seahawks. I wrote down a list, but I'm just going to stick with that. I mean, everyone's younger than Velas Jones Jr. I don't understand what what's the point of drafting a 25 year old rookie wide receiver in the second round who did not produce in college he's like a, spe- if it a makes special you feel better he's also a body catcher he's an a plus special teams guy that's like what everyone says he's an a plus special teams guy i don't want to draft that with a second round pick i don't want matthew slater in round two i don't it's just not appealing in any level like that's just crazy to me anyway uh, Seahawks connection. They have David Moore. We have Artie Burns and Iggy EA Niwe. I, I looked that up. That actually. And then um, we also have one of the their uh, their coach is our our head coach in waiting is a Chicago Bears guy, uh, Sean Desai. So, uh, Kevin, start us off. Uh, what do you think about the Bears this year? So uh, to let you behind the screen a little bit, when I do my uh, notes for these shows. I always put a long list of additions, subtractions. I put draft picks um, in addition to records and some other stuff. And then what I'll do is for players that I think are uh, especially important or key contributors, I will uh, bold those names out. So on the subtraction side, I have a lot of bold things. Yeah, all those players I named on the drops, all really good. Yeah, that's really it's really problematic. And then on the addition side, I kept going like, well, that person's going to play a lot. And I'm like, yeah, but are they going to be any good? And I didn't yeah, is, I didn't put is Kyler Gordon going to be good. Kevin is Kyler Gordon going to be good? I bolded their two round two picks, Kyler Gordon and Jaquan Brisker, because they need them to be good. And I think that they have the talent to at least be promising, though. We all know rookie corners. That's 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 a thing. But as far as their free agent signings. It's not pretty. What it's, is the str- what is the strength? What is the strength of this Bears team? Uh, igniting a discord about the worst wide receiver rooms of the last two decades. Um, I mean, it's up there. This is hopefully this is, Justin this, Fields plays good. That's like their that's their entire identity. This wide receiver room is among the worst. Darnell Mooney was probably is probably good enough to keep them out of the worst ever conversation, but that's about all, it's all that's saving them. Uh, their Cole offensive Komet. line is so weird. I don't like it. Riley Reef's all right. Riley Reef's all right. Cody Whitehair is like solid, but oof. I like Michael Schofield. He's the guy that broke out of prison in that one TV show, right? Prison Break. <laughs> and I, then, thought, I thought he was the Seahawks defensive end in 2011. I'm pretty sure that was Michael Schofield that broke out of the prison in Prison Break. Wasn't that the guy's name? And then Lincoln was his brother. Anyway, uh, the, their number the, two wide uh, receiver might end up being Dante Pettis. I just, that, that's, yeah, that's a yeah. sentence. Their defense is is like Roquan Smith with a string connected to a bunch of tin cans. Like it's and I like it. I like Eddie Jackson. Year old Robert Quinn. 
I like Eddie Jackson. All right. But I mean, that's really, Roquan Smith is, is really going to have to pull some weight if this is going to be a good defense. Yeah, Jalen Johnson's like pretty good. Eddie Jackson for the four games he's healthy is good. Is this Bears they... team what what every uh, Dolphins team would have been in our lifetime if they just like didn't spend any money in free agency? This like... is what I think happened. OK, is that Eberflus comes in. He watches like 10 minutes of Justin Fields tape and is like, nah, it's not my dude, which fair or not. I, I disagree with that assessment, but that's that's what he thought. And then he's like, all right, let's just have a gap year where we're not good and we'll draft a quarterback next year and we'll we'll have tons of cap room to go sign guys. People will want to play in Chicago. It's a good it's a major city, right? right. Like it's just a major media market. So we'll be bad. We'll just be bad this year. It'll be a gap year. We'll go three and four. 14 or whatever and then next year i don't have them at three and 14 i don't think they're that bad but actually i do have them at three and 14 they'll be, yeah, <laughs> dude, they'll be i was gonna say they'll be fighting for that spot for sure, for sure. uh they're just not good it's just not a great it's just kind of great roster um it, there's not a lot of talent top to bottom i mean it's a bunch of like question mark guys or guys that you thought maybe could be good they you know what a strength of this team is they got good tight ends i i don't know that's not something you want to write home about but I like Cole Komet. I like Ryan Griffin. I like James Oshag Hennessy. Um, so, yeah, that's it. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I already said my record three and fourteen. What do you got, Kevin? I'm at four and thirteen. Ooh, yeah, going big, baby. I'm the, I'm the big believer. Yeah, I'm with Kevin, man. Four and three. I can I cannot find five wins here, so I'm just gonna go with four wins. And I hope that Justin that's, Fields is good because I, you know, I'd rather have more. Oh, also, also Nathan Peterman team. I'm surprised you Pe- didn't mention that one. Peterman. Yeah. <laughs> Rest exams are on. All right, uh, Lions. All right, the, yeah, Lions. Uh, they went three thirteen and one last year. They added uh, DJ Chark, Mike Hughes, Chris Board, and Gerard Davis. They lost Jalen Reeves, Mabin, Dean Harlow, Caderell Hodge, and Nick Eubanks. And um, I think I've heard of one of those eight players before today. Does no, Mike really Hughes. I, I, I knew Eubanks Mike Hughes. Or <laughs> Do, am I really missing Jalen Reeves, Mabin? They drafted Jamison Williams, Aiden Hutchinson, and Kirby Joseph. Seahawks connection, Seahawks legends, uh, current legends. Quandre Diggs and Nick Bellore likely to both be captains this year, I think. The special teams and the uh, and the defensive captain uh, came to us via Detroit Lions. Uh, Brett, Brett, are you still with me? B-R-E-T-T. No, he, he, he walked away for a second. So let's go ahead and go to Kevin first then. You're stealing his spot. You're taking You're taking his mojo, so to speak. Uh, Kevin, what do you think about the Lions this year? I think the Lions are a really interesting team. Uh, this is a team. I this is a team that's definitely on the rebuild. And I mean, anytime Matt Patricia is in charge of anything to do with your life, then you're in need of a a large scale rebuild as soon as you're able to jettison him. So uh, last year, there were a lot of good signs. It was a young team. It was a talent deficient team, and they played really hard for a good head coach. And this year, I like what they brought in. I thought they had a really good draft. I mean, you're drafting early, but I thought they were clever about it. I think Aiden Hutchinson is going to be a really solid pass rusher. I think Jamison Williams is going to be a top is going to be a true number one wide receiver. I think multiple, Josh Pascal's multiple, good. Multiple first round picks too. Yeah, yeah, and the way that they traded up to get Jamison Williams when it looked like things were going to start fall, falling towards a wide receiver run, I thought was really smart because. What they already have in Amon Ross A. Brown is a guy who can be a really good slot wide receiver and can play outside some. They signed DJ Chark to be just like a pure field stretcher. Like Josh Reynolds is a solid number four. Like there's just a lot of like 
solid pass catchers. TJ Hawkinson's rounding into form. A lot of their contracts are really good too. Like Taylor Decker for next three years for like 17 million a year is super solid. Yeah. Like they, they have all these like players who I think are Jonah Jackson on a rookie deal. Penny Sewell on a rookie deal. They have guys who everyone is outperforming their contract or on a rookie deal. In my opinion on this team, except for maybe Goff. You know who's gonna get? Who's gonna get? Who's twenty five and a half million? This twenty five and a half million dollars this year, and that's without the the signing bonus. They they got to give that to uh or the uh the, the Rams old Rams got to pay that one. Yeah. Um, after this season, they can actually walk away from the Jared Goff deal. Jared Goff they with only ten million in dead cap. So it's uh, prior to this year, it's pretty tough. It's pretty tough for them to to walk away from. But then after that, they can they can move away a little bit from, from Goff. What do you think they're going to do? Do you think they're going to draft a guy or do you think they're going to see if they could like sign Goff to an extension that lowers the cap number for the next couple of years? Um, Which one do you think? One thing they're not going to do is they're not going to pay Jared Goff $30 million next year to play play NFL quarterback. Mm -hmm. That's just, that's just not going to happen. Do they look like the commanders? So, yeah, he's he. I think the Jared Goff hate has actually come around too too far now. Like I used to be the the tater in chief of Jared Goff, and now I'm like, guys, he's he's not Geno Smith. Like he's he's better than that, but he's pretty. He's not good. Don't get me wrong. He's not like I, mean, I don't know if he'll ever be good. I think at this point, you're 28 years old. You kind of are who you are, right? Yeah, he didn't but, prevent the team from going to the Super Bowl, and he was an active part of their Super Bowl run. If they can get Jared Goff to to lower his cap number down to like I don't know 15 million, 20 million, something like that, something more reasonable over the next like and then extend him. So, like let's say they love Jared Goff. They decide this is our dude. We don't need that. We're just going to build like a really badass roster around Jared Goff. We're just going to get in here cuz they already have a lot of pieces, right? This is pretty good. I think a really good roster. Like the offensive line is awesome. The wide receivers are good. DeAndre Swift is good. The defense is good, although, I mean, Aiden Hutchinson has to be a 10-sack guy in his rookie year or they're going to be lacking. And there's some the questions at DBs. Like, they need uh, – um, Okuda is like Okuda the, the, to be a thing. His He's like a great NFL what-if story now because he had the he's had the injuries, the, the torn Achilles, and it's just like – and I don't know if it's ever going to happen for him now, which sucks because I think you would agree his college tape was as good as anyone. Oh, yeah. Right? I mean, anyone ever. It's just it was a very, very fun college tape to watch. So that kind of sucks. And I don't know. There's it's a it's a tough it's tough when that happens when an injury is just completely derail a guy. But he's not obviously not the same as he was uh, in college. Yeah, I like the DJ Chark ad. I mean, for adding a four three forty guy to just run in straight lines and stretch the defense. Goff definitely has the arm. There, that no one ever has questioned that if Goff has the the arm. Yeah. He can get it out there. Like, that's not a problem. And he can throw a solid deep route, like leading a receiver. It's more when he has, like, a lot of decisions to make. He seems to have some issues. Like, reading one side of the field is a strong point. He kind of needs his receivers schemed open. He can't really throw them open that well. Those kinds of things. That's the reason why he's a limited quarterback, but not a terrible one. One thing I don't like is that they just never brought in a legitimate backup to Goff. And I don't know if that's, like, we don't want anyone in here who might even sort of challenge him. But like Tim Boyle and David Blau are not it. And having them in here to just like, I don't even know what the, what's the point of these guys. Like look good, hold up the board. If Goff gets hurt, though, they're so bad. They're yeah. instant losses. Those guys are single. Tim Boyle is single-handedly just going to lose you NFL games. I it's think like you White just Mike. found the point. White, it's like White Mike, Kevin. You know, White, White Mike, Mike is not. 
White Mike is an like NFL legend, White Mike. Put some respect on that name. No, no, I will not do so. Uh, uh, here's the thing. If I, I think the point is that if Goff gets injured, then you just like get to waltz your way into a top five pick and get your quarterback the future in the next draft. So I think there's upside to that. I love DeAndre Swift, by the way. He's just he's so good. And then Jamal Williams backing him up, who's a legitimately solid one uh, B running back. So, yeah, what what I think is like this year, they clear 20 million in dead money off their cap. They they only have 10 million in cap space, but next and next year they only have 12 million unless they cut golf, then they can reclaim 20 million. And I think like you, what you do is you, you draft a quarterback, you cut golf, you make one big signing and then you're off to the races. Right. That's that's like kind of how they build their roster next year. They're not really losing anyone crazy important uh i think to the the core of the team no and they seem uh, to be drafting well it's obviously easier to draft well when you're high in the draft but even some of the later picks like uh josh pascal in the second round i think is a great system fit kirby joseph is a big play safety which is something they're lacking malcolm rodriguez and james houston in round six as linebackers those are two guys like malcolm rodriguez is one of those his measurables aren't like amazing but he's a really good football player He's one of those guys who could end up being like a C plus linebacker for a lot of years. And that's a good pickup in round six. Yeah. All right. So they went, they had three wins last year. I don't think like, I want to say that, that even though I'm going to put them at seven and 10, that's a big, that's a big success. That's, that's a big step forward for the Detroit lions. It's hard to, uh, to improve the team and that, that the core of this roster is getting better and better. And um, you're going to, we're going to see this year, like, there's different ways to do this, right? A lot of teams you put, you build the roster and then you, you pop the quarterback in at the end. We saw as Buccaneers 49ers are trying to do that right now, right? We have the great roster. Let's, let's drop, uh, let's drop Trey, Trey Lance in here and see how he does. Um, other teams get the quarterback first and build around him. We see this with the, the, the Bengals, Joe Burrow. Jags right? trying to do the, it now. The Jags are trying to do that. We got Trevor Lawrence and now can we turn it around with him? Cause we got him first. So there's, there's different kind of trains of thought here. And I mean, on some level you just kind of get the quarterback when you can get them right this year, the quarterback draft was legitimately not exciting for, I, I think there was a few guys that might be okay. Um, I'd say if you made me pick one guy, I would take the guy that's on the Falcons. Desmond Ritter is the guy who has the best chance for me, but either way, it's just, it's not a great, it's not a great quarterback draft. And so they, they just skipped it. They said, you know what? We'll, we'll run golf back. We'll get, we'll get really good guys everywhere else. Right. And let's just get awesome. And we'll drop a, drop a premium quarterback in here next year. I'm at seven and 10. Yeah. The seven and 10 improving. Still not good. Yeah. I'm with you. I'm at seven and 10. And I think they're maybe like three pieces away from being a playoff team. And one of those pieces and like, couple of those pieces could be just Agent Aiden Hutchinson rounding into form as a double-digit sack guy in his second year and Jeffrey Okuda turning into a number one corner. And then like uh and also like Jamison Williams getting healthy. This is the team that can afford Jamison Williams. Like Jamison Williams is probably the best wide receiver in this draft, but a lot of the teams that that didn't that picked wide receivers ahead of them have a, a, they want to compete somewhat this year. Yeah. Except for, except for the Falcons. I don't know what the Falcons are doing. Picking Picking. I mean, maybe they just really, 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 really love Drake London that much. But which I could understand I, why you would fall in love with him. But man, not, that not is a talent guy. deficient roster. Not my guy. Uh, but but Jamison Williams, I think, is the was the best wide receiver in this draft, and they so they can afford. You know, oh, he's going to miss the first couple of games or weeks, or maybe he might miss most of the season because he tore his ACL in the national championship. Right. Well, now 
they can afford that. They're not, they're not, they, there's no expectation for the lions to make the playoffs this year. The expectation is for them to get better than last year. And if they do that, Dan Campbell's going to be seen as a success and they'll get to, you know, have another draft and keep building. Well, cause right? adding DJ chart to that wide receiver core with Amon Ross St. Brown already gives you like, okay, fine. You have two number two receivers. That's better than it was last year. Yeah. And I mean, I think some people think Amon Ross St. Brown is a number one receiver. I don't know if I'm there yet. Uh, I know Brett, Brett said six and 10. I don't know if he, I don't know, or six and 11, six and 11. Sorry. Yep. Yep. And, um, yeah, and I hear I can do a Brett impression because, because he's, uh, I think he's, I think his dog is like freaking out. Uh, saying, you know, they're uh, uh, getting better. Uh, he's got a good coach. Uh, uh yeah, f- five or six, maybe seven wins. Uh, somewhere right between five and seven wins. Uh, it's probably going to be pretty good. Jared Goff's not very good, but you know, his rest of the team, <laughs> whereas you guys, you guys pretty much covered it. If we were just going to do impressions, we should have we should have just done impressions of Eric. Uh, all right, Green Bay Packers, go Pack, go! Uh, Packers oh, added Lucas. Yeah, thir- they went thirteen and four last year. Big winners. Uh, they added Lucas, Patrick, Pat O'Donnell, Sammy Watkins, Watkins, and Ooh, Keyshawn Nixon. Sammy Watkins, uh, the Lizard King. Uh, he said he's not from this planet. Don't forget. Uh, he lost. To, they lost to. Turns out that's a prerequisite to having always, more than two good games a season. I always forget that he thinks he's a lizard person, <laughs> and they'll until it comes up and like. And I, I love and that I that's remember. a sentence you could say, and it means something. <laughs> he does. He does think he's a lizard person, dude. It's a that's a re, that's a real thing. Um. So, all right, then we've got uh, we got losing Zedaria Smith, MVS, Oren Burks, Devonte Adams. Uh, okay. They drafted Quay Walker, Devontae Wyatt, and Christian Watson. <laughs> and the Seahawks connection, they also added Seahawks legend Jaron Reed this offseason to a very talented defense. Kevin, uh, is it go pack go or no pack no? What do you think? Uh, I want to start by saying that I thought last year was a very false 13-4. and four. And just to give you an idea, using one metric, point differential, they were a plus 79 team. That puts them... Right in line with the nine and eight Colts, ten and seven Bengals, eleven and six Cardinals, twelve and five Tennessee Titans, and we told you what we thought about them. The okay. ten and seven Forty Niners and the nine and eight Philadelphia Eagles. Okay, so a couple things about the Packers too. Uh, their team DVOA last year was eleven point eight. That was point one better than the eleven point seven that the Seahawks put up. Yep. Uh, they their defense was wholly overrated according to like every advanced stats people like people thought this defense is really good but they're 22nd in dvoa and then they, they went out and paid Razul douglas from that defense they were dead last in uh special teams dvoa now i think in, actually in the, the yards i actually think this defense is is made a significant move uh is is not 22nd bad i think they're pretty middle of the pack there it's a solid defense i think adding like, quay walker and Devonte white is really good Devonte white is going to be a challenge in the middle losing zadaria smith sucks I know you're really high on Zedaria Smith as a pass rusher. Yeah, he's great. Like he he does a thing. You know, it, it's not like it's nothing uh, too exciting, but like he's he's good. He's, he's not he's a Swiss get, Army knife. He's a machete. <laughs> he's going. He's going to come in. He's going to get you 12 sacks. Like that's that's what he does. And as long as he you give him the opportunities, right? The reason in Baltimore he didn't get a bunch of sacks is because he didn't play that much, right? Comparatively, if you give him opportunities, he's going to get sacks. 13 and a half sacks in 2019, 12 and a half sacks in 2020, injured last year, 
but I'm sure he would have got, you know, 10 or 11 sacks last year if they would have given him the opportunity. He's just a guy who who's he's solid, not spectacular, but the guy who can round out a defense for sure, so especially they, if you can put him across from someone really good, which they could have done because they have Rashawn Gary, right? They yeah, have- <laughs> which I wasn't high on coming out of the draft, but I have to eat my evaluation there. Like he definitely has shown a lot, but you got to wonder, is Rashawn Gary hitting his ceiling? I mean, here's the crazy thing about Rashawn Gary, Kevin. The, the, the most insane thing is that Rashawn Gary has been in the NFL now for three years. He has con- improved every year, and last year was pretty pretty freaking good. Is right? he like 22? He's 24. Yeah. Oh, God, he's, yeah. He's so young. Like, Rashawn <laughs> Gary still has – like, he could make the leap. Now, is he just like a 10-sack solid run defender guy who's, like, going to affect the game a lot but is not truly elite? He's not in the TJ Watt – you know, like that that tippy top level of um, pass rusher. Of pass rusher, maybe, maybe that's what, maybe that's where he is. Maybe he'll never be Clay's Campbell, my my favorite pass rusher of all time. But at at this point, like I'm, I mean, I think that it's possible that he makes the leap, and that that could be where the the defense uh, the defense kind of uh, stays in the middle of the pack as opposed to dropping off from losing Sedarius Smith. Right? Maybe Preston Smith has a good comeback season. I know they loved having the Smith, the Smiths, you know, Mr. Smiths. I also think that putting Jaron Reed and Devontae Wyatt on the defensive line with Kenny Clark might free Kenny Clark up. Like Devontae Wyatt could take some of those nose tackle snaps so that Kenny Clark could be a little bit more of a pass rusher, which we know he's dangerous in that role. That's another area they could generate some pass rush. I, yeah. I'm with why it was such why it was such a good get for them. Just a guy who's yeah. ready to come in and play NFL football already. It's I hate that he ended up on the Packers. It's annoying. Well, because they don't add anyone in free agency, so they like have to draft good. And then when a guy like that just falls to them, it's like annoying. Well, and then they got Zach Tom in the fourth round, too. That was another one where it was kind of annoying, where it's like, I like that guy. He has a lot of potential because they drafted Josh Myers in 2021. And guess what? He wasn't able to do play center at an NFL level. Like, yeah. All right. Well, their offense is just question mark city. Yeah, the thing is their offense. Okay, so let's talk about this offense. So, so who are we throwing to? Because last year we saw in the playoffs, when things get bad, Aaron Rodgers, he's just going to hyper-target the guys he trusts. So last year in the playoffs, he only targeted two players in that last playoff game, Aaron Jones and Devontae Adams. So, so Devontae Adams isn't there. So is, Devontae Adams gone. So is uh, he just going to target just, Aaron Sammy Jones 30 Watkins. times again? Just, just got to oh, wake up that lizard no. brain. Christian Watkins and Romeo Dubes and Amari Rogers. Time to step up, guys. Young, young players. Uh, it's, so, it's not good. Legit question. Is this wide receiver core worse than the Bears wide receiver core no. that we were just dragging? No. It's close. Mm-hmm. It's, no, it's not. I would say I would say Mooney's I, the best uh, wide receiver out of both rooms. Uh, that's an, that's Alan Lazard slandered, and I won't stand for it. Uh, I'm sorry that you and your Sammy Watkins, Alan Lazard brain are stuck on this wide receiver this room is not the, being trash, this, but it's, it's trash. A lizard, which one do we have the lizard person and the Lazard Lazard person? Which one, which, <laughs> one do you, which one do you like better? The lizard person or the Lazard person? Uh, neither. Uh, the other thing uh, here's is, the thing. I know uh, okay, you like my... Christian Watson, but like Romeo Dubs, in my opinion, was their best wide receiver pick. And that's not as complimentary as you wanted. Okay. Alan Lazard, how many touchdowns do you think he had last year? Too many. Eight. Like, I don't know. There's just a real chance that that guy gets like 15 touchdowns this oh, year. Cool. They Counting just hype, stats. <laughs> he just, but I mean, like, the, here's the thing. There are there are teams where no guys on the team will score 15 touchdowns because the quarterback's not good enough. Does that make sense? Sure. But like, like OK, fine. Richie Sexton is going to hit 40 home runs that don't matter, too. You know, like, well, if they score a lot of points and the defense is decent, they might be fine. I'm just saying that I don't think they're going to be terrible. 
I no, I don't think something. that they're garbage, I, but I think their offense is just it's a it's I a did, giant question mark. I I did bake something into my prediction, which is that there is a real chance that at some point in the season, Aaron Rodgers is just like, I don't like this. I'm done. I quit. Like and just just quits on the team completely. And if that <laughs> if that happens, that is um that and that's 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 happened before. And he's 38 years old. Like, can he carry a mediocre wide receiver cord like he used to back in the day? I don't know. And if we have like six Jordan Love games because Aaron Rodgers has like a fake rib injury, I don't know. That's I, I baked a little of that into my prediction. I'm not as bullish on that. I, I might have put the Packers at 11 wins if you told me. I guarantee Aaron Rodgers will play every game because he's really good. But I put him at nine and eight because, and uh, I have him in a, like there's a clump of teams I have at nine and eight: the Cowboys, the Saints, the Cardinals, the Packers that I all think are good teams with significant question marks and. Uh, that that are going to fight for those last couple playoff spots. And I'm in a similar spot, but I kind of got there in a different way, which is you alluded to it. The way that this offense is set up and the way that Aaron Rodgers tends to lean, I could see them starting off hot, looking really competent. Like they play the Vikings, the Bears, uh, Tampa Bay, a Patriots team that's kind of a big question mark, uh, Giant, Giants, Jets, and then Commanders. I could see them starting off like six and one, maybe Something along those lines, right? So they start off six and one, and then all of a sudden they have to play uh, the Bills. They get the Lions um, in Detroit, who are a feisty team that's going to punch you in the mouth. Uh, they have Dallas, uh, and Dallas is coming off of a bye. Like, and then they have the Titans, who I think are a pretty similar team, and then the Eagles, who we both think are good. I could see them starting off kind of hot, and then like petering out so maybe start six and one go five and five and finish like 11 and six and get bounced in the first round of the playoffs yeah i think it's a weird team I, nine nine to 11 wins for sure i'm 100 percent on that Never i'm forget. gonna do all right time for brett um okay i'm a channel manager brett uh well aaron jones antivax or not aaron jones <laughs> aaron Rodgers antivax and i hate those stupid enemas he's doing uh and his girlfriend's an idiot so uh eight and nine i think it it wasn't he say eight nine? I, I I saw his spreadsheet before. I do believe you're correct. Eight nine. Okay, yeah. And uh, I don't think it's unreasonable. I I would be surprised if they had more losses than wins. I would say that's a high quality level of Packers hate, and I am here for it. <laughs> All right, the Vikings last year did go eight and nine. They added uh, Zadarius Smith from across the the Green Bay. Uh, <laughs> that's not how that works. <laughs> Jordan, Jordan Hicks and Jesse Davis. They lost Tyler Conklin, Mason Cole, Xavier Woods, and Nick Vigil. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, drafted... this is why uh, this is why Nathan doesn't teach geography. <laughs> this, that's it's a real bay, right? Uh, it's green. It's, it's the not water is green. From Minnesota, we're not doing what? this. Uh, Lewis seen on uh, Andrew Booth, Ed Ingram, Seahawks connection, Seahawks legend, Sean Mannion will be the backup for the Vikings. Kevin, I get to start this time. Do it. Cause, uh, so uh, this is rare. This is a rarity. Seahawks nest podcast history. Okay. Uh, so the Vikings, uh, I like them. I like Vikes. I think the coaching change will help. They needed to freshen up the offense. The offense was stale. They needed to freshen up the offense. So they bring in an offensive guy. That's good. Ed Donatel. We talked about how we thought Donatel would modernize the Seahawks defense. They have the linebacker weapons to run that modern offense that I think is our defense that is so coveted in the NFL and the safety uh, weapons bringing in Zedarius Smith and Daniel Hunter to that. Those are premier pass rushers who can both acceptably drop back into coverage. Eric Hendrick and Jordan Hicks are just 
they can cover a lot, especially Kendricks. So good. Um, I, I love this linebacker core. I think that will be really good. They're going to get 25 sacks from Smith and Hunter at least. And that will kind of carry the, the, the they're kind of older secondary. I think Lewis seen kind of freshens up the safety core, which they needed. They needed a guy. They needed to come in. They needed one of these secondary guys to come in and actually be good. That's the problem. Is that they've got these old guys, Patrick Peterson, Harrison Smith, and they, they keep drafting these young guys and none of them are panning out, right? Yeah, Cameron Dancer kind of showed something, but then regressed a little last season. Andrew Booth could be really good, but he's been injured. Adding Dalvin Tomlinson, giving him some beef in the middle and having that really good front seven, like you said, is really good. But yeah, it's it's going to be kind of a question on what the back end looks like. So yeah, the, I think like the good the good pass rush will help this old secondary. That's my that's my kind of my Vikings related prediction is that that the old pass the the really great fantastic pass rush will stay healthy and then help their their secondary and kind of give them an ex, an acceptable level of defensive play. And then the offense has weapons, man. We know Justin Jefferson, we know Adam Thielen, we know Kirk Cousins and Dalvin Cook. Kirk Cousins is so the twelfth best quarterback in the, in the NFL. <laughs> that's just who he is, man. He's just so is the twelfth best guy, and that's fine. There's no upside there, but it's good enough. And I think they finally put the team around him that can get them really going. The offensive line is the is the big question mark. Like I feel like their offensive it, line has done a good job of moving towards competence over the last few seasons. They keep pouring resources into it. Like they're trying. They there is no doubt that they are putting in their the effort, right? So, yeah, I, I, like. I think Derisaw has a good chance at having a much better sophomore season. Brian O'Neill has shown that he is just a competent right tackle, which is valuable. Ezra Cleveland is doing a little better. Jesse Davis was not trash when he was in Miami. And, and here's the thing about this team is last year they were 16th in offensive DVOA, 16th in defense DVOA, <laughs> and 13th in special teams DVOA. They just need one of these units to step up and be actually good, right? As opposed to right now, it's like all these units are just, they're all it. They're all good. Like if this pass rush can be elite with Smith and Hunter, boom, instantly that defense is now top 10, right? If Kirk Cousins can really, uh, you know, get this offense moving, this new look uh, offense moving, boom, instantly it's a top 10 unit. They just need one of those two units to be top 10. I don't think that's like out of the question. And then instantly they're not just a playoff contender, but like they're in the mix in the NFC. Like they're real in the mix in the NFC with the with the Bucks and the Eagles and the Rams and the Niners, which I think are like the kind of cream of the crop. So, yeah, I I, I like I like Vikes. Uh, on <laughs> the other hand, I'm running a little low because uh, I mean I kind of interjected a little bit. Uh, your KJ Osborne slander is noted, um, <laughs> as well as your BC Johnson. I mean, just leaving out all those wide receivers. I mean, if you want, if you made me pick a third Vikings wide receiver to to get excited about you haven't named him yet is it amir smith marset keep going keep going really it's albert wilson dude albert, i guess albert wilson's awesome i he, mean he has an appliance company so good for him he cannot stay on the field to save his life nope but he's so fast he was so good like five years ago we haven't seen him since uh no way he he had like 250 yards last year he opted out of covid the covid year yeah and he, he may have opted yeah out you're right he, yeah, he really he really has not he really has not played in like three years <laughs> all right so the my problem with the vikings roster is they brought kirk cousins in kind of on the back end of a roster build and then i feel like they keep patching and they're in this weird position where they have a lot of older guys a lot of guys who get hurt a lot 
and then they like, have some kind of like Dallas, right? Yeah, because like, then they have like these rookies where it's like, can you rely on them? Are they going to be good this season, or are they kind of growing into being good? They're never drafting in the top half of the first round because they're always too good. Yeah. And like, congratulations, you've mired yourself in the seven to 10 win range until basically everything gets blown up or you get really lucky on a couple of acquisitions and kind of get over. And I'm not sure that that happened this year. I like the range you set because I picked 10 wins. So so I can live with that. Well, and I picked uh, I picked seven. So we're we're rolling the range here. Oh, you went went the opposite end. Seven. I would go way over on seven. I think I think I know I don't I don't usually bake injuries in, but they have enough players on this roster who get hurt often enough. Like if Adam Thielen misses like five games, I don't think that surprises anyone. I mean, they're what they're they're over under is eight and a half. I just looked it up. So I mean it's I think it's all reasonable. Uh they're minus one thirty for over though. People are definitely more a bigger up there a bigger fan of the over. And I think that's fair. I think that uh, generally betting on teams achieving is probably the right choice when they're, when they have, because they have a surplus of talent. Like Justin Jefferson could just win a game for you. Dalvin Cook could just go win a game for you. Daniel Hunter and Zadarius Smith can go win a game for you. Like they have those kinds of guys. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that that's a, that's pretty good. So, okay. So, so you have Packers winning the division yep, and then Lions and Vikings as like seven and 10 and then the Bears as terrible. Yep. All right. And then I have uh, Vikings at 10 and seven. Oh, Brett. Brett also has Vikings at like 10 and seven, I think. Or maybe he said 11 and six. I thought it was nine and eight. Nine and eight. Sure. Whatever. So he had them winning the division at nine and eight. I think so. Yo, that would be a bad division. I actually, my first pass on the, and the, uh, on the AFC South, I had the Colts at eight and nine. And winning the division, and I was like, I "Gross!" Can't this. I, can't. I was like, "I can't be this guy," so I put them up to ten wins. But I mean, it was, I like, I was like, "Oh man!" I, I was like looking at their schedule, and I was like, "Man, do I really want to have them beat the Patriots in New England?" Man, speaking like, of the I, AFC I, South, have you heard like the? Because uh, everyone, of course, is asking about the difference in coaches for Jacksonville, and like all the veterans are like trying not to say anything, but you get a few uh, every once in a while. I get one of them's like, "Well, you know." This year, it's just a lot more professional. <laughs> I mean, to be honest with you, like Jacksonville, if they really made it this year and were like a 10 win team, I would not be surprised. It sucks. They got to pay the Jacks tax and like really overpay to get any free agents to come there. Cause then, you know, yeah, like, they got to pay Christian Kirk like he's Jerry Rice. Exactly. Like, otherwise, he's, he's like, well, I'm not playing for the Jaguars. Like, why would I, <laughs> why, why would I come there? It's just going to ruin my career, which is fair, to be honest with you. It's fair. It's fair <laughs> to think that. But yeah, I think like the team that I'm most like changing my opinion on as the camp stories come out is the is the Dolphins. Like I just every time Tyreek Hill talks up talks about Tua, it's just like man, this guy's an a hole. So like he would not do this unless it was true. Like, <laughs> like Tyreek Tyreek Hill is a jerk. So like if it, if Tua was bad, he'd just be burying him. Well, maybe he's he trying to be- speak to his talent into existence because he knows the guy uh, has to throw him the ball. <laughs> I mean, he he he's the thing is he's the things he's saying are like. He's always he's like, oh, he's the most accurate quarterback I've ever seen. Like, that's that's actually like a fair assessment of Tua. I, he's yeah, not yeah, said anything true. that I'm like, I'm like, is an outright like he's he says like things like he can throw a deep ball, which is like, yeah, that's true. He can. It's not like great. <laughs> he can do it. So, like, I don't know. I'm, every time I see that, I'm like, oh, maybe I should bump Dol- Dolphins up to like 11 and six because I I like what they're doing. I like their roster. I want to great. like them. I think I even said it in the preview. I have them battling for that playoff spot and I could easily see them winning 10 or 11. I hope they do. Yeah, it'd be cool. Um, it'd be fun. 
Uh, all right, so that's uh, that's that. Oh, let's get into the the Patreon. There are many ways to support the uh, Seahawks Nest podcast. The best way to do so, over to patreoncom Nest and for as little as dollar twenty fourth, come join us in the Discord. Uh, we're having a great time, just chopping it up, talking about random random stuff. Uh, it's again great group chat. All right, Andy, Brett, do it all for the Tucci, Evan, Flocktimus, Greta, James, Jose, Lucas, Ryan, Timothy, Tom, Astro, Blake, Bob, Casey, Daniel, David, Foles, Jay, Michael, Michelle, Mike, Mike, Richard, Thomas, Werewolf, Brandon, Nick, and our new new patreon guys back to 69 so now we're on the right we're on the correct number so you know no one join no one join until someone else leaves and then (laughs) uh our new patreon it was uh i think it was like um one pick or one shoe pick six which is a great name (laughs) Uh, that's a good reference uh one shoe pick six so yeah uh all right as a let's get into it now uh so i posted an article in the discord got some traction People were talking about it. The Choco Taco. Rest in peace. The Choco Taco is no more, Kevin. Uh, we lost a legend this week. And it wasn't Chris Carson. It was the Choco Taco. And so as a, as we lost the Choco Taco, uh, I thought, you know, I kind of scrapped our original plan, which is to talk about Nope. We'll talk about Nope soon on an upcoming episode. But uh, I thought, let's do Ice Cream Truck Tier List. Uh, I, I, you know, there's a lot of games I could have done here. I could have done Eliminator. I could have done Fave 5. But I thought Tier List would be the most, would generate the most discussion. And I'm hoping Brett's dog stops freaking out. <laughs> he comes back. Because I think this is the one he would like to have the most input on. Right? This is the most. Oh, yeah. This is up his, this is up his alley. So let's, let's get into it. Ice Cream Truck Tier List. Uh, I heard my start. name. It looks like I came back literally. Oh, oh my gosh. This is the perfect timing. Oh, my goodness. Yep, you're in. Okay. About ice Cream uh, Treats. Ice cream. Okay, so we're so we're doing it in honor of the, the death of the Choco Taco. We're doing the ice cream truck tier list, and we're going to start with, of course, the Choco Taco. Uh, I'm thinking now. Some as a, as Keith said on the Discord, sometimes the the waffle can be a little suspect, but I'm still going S tier for the Choco Taco. Uh, Brett, you in agreement? S slam dunk with a bullet. <laughs> uh, Kevin, Choco so, Taco. Are you- the thing with the Choco Taco is. That even when the uh, waffle cone's a little suspect, you know the experience that you're in for. And for being that reliable, secure, like, security blanket of your youth, it's S-tier. Also, the thing that that really separates it is that they don't mess up the chocolate, the chocolate coating, because that's a quick, a quick way to get in the D-tier. All right. uh, Snow, snow cones. I'm gonna get one of those pre-packed, uh, like uh, brand snow cones. Uh, anybody got a strong, strong opening opinion on the on the, uh, the ice cream truck snow cone? F tier. I was gonna go D. It's pretty bad. D. <laughs> it's it's one of the worst things at the at the ice cream truck. Uh, there are things that I like less than it. I'm down with F actually. The more yeah. I think about it, best thing about the snow cone is when you suck all the flavor out in the first five seconds and just have a ball of ice. It's not good. It's See, really the thing not is good. Too, is that like if you're getting that, it's because like how many other ice creams were out, and also why isn't there a better solution in your immediate your, proximity? Because everyone does shaved ice or you know water yeah, ice. Yeah, thanks for scraping the region. side of the ice cream freezer and putting it on a cone for me. Bite me. I mean, what? it's not that. I mean, it's it's <laughs> what was the what's the it's it's always branded snow cone. I'm not trying to say that. No, yeah, okay, I, mean, any, I was gonna say this is about. I didn't put I didn't put soft serve in it because there's yeah. not ice cream trucks in Washington that that have soft serve. That I've seen correct. it elsewhere, right? And it is very good if you can get soft serve in ice cream. That's like a B tier, but this is not but, a, or an A tier. This is not a water ice this is, uh, this slander is a, podcast either. So 
Okay. All right. Let's go with the, uh, the character pops with the bubble gum for the eyes. I put snow cones in F, by the way. I just, uh, I, I think there was yeah. too much negativity there to go any higher than that. Uh, character pops with the bubble gum for the eyes. You know, you got SpongeBob. Mm-hmm. You can get Ninja Tur- Back in the day, we got Ninja Turtles. Oh, there was always was the Chip and Jill the, Rescue Rangers when I was the, little. I'll the, never forget the ba- that. Kevin, the baseball mitt. Yeah. The big gumball oh, in the yeah. <laughs> 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 that was, that was a, those are some that, memories. Uh, yeah. I, uh, the South although I have fun. National Little League booth. <laughs> Uh, of, the, of even though I have fond memories of these, these suck. D. D. Yeah. <laughs> the, uh, the, gum, so, the gumball is so hard. I was about it's, to it's say impossible to chew. The gumball that was made out of steel ball bearings. Yes, uh, that's a that's a definitely a D. <laughs> it's it's not good, but because it invokes such strong uh, fond emotions in our, all of us, I think you can't put it in F. They were kind uh, okay. of ahead of its time though with the uh, with the you know aggressive cross. Uh, cross industry promotions you didn't see that a lot back then now obviously our entire economy so yeah okay so um the bomb pop unilever booba blue bunny makes the bomb pop popsicle makes the firecracker now (laughs) did you know the difference between the 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 blue bunny slash unilever bomb pop and the original popsicle firecracker i believe it is the stacking order of the colors nope it's blue white red they're in the same right. tier, bro. So, so I don't. I, so, you can... so this is why this is. I put them both on here, but they're the same popsicle. There was actually a lawsuit Unilever sued um, <laughs> uh, over the over this. Uh, I don't know the the result of the lawsuit. I could not find that actually. All the articles I could find were about like the history of the lawsuit. But the bomb pop is cherry lime blue raspberry, okay, and the firecracker is blue raspberry lemon cherry. So it's lemon versus a white lemon versus a lime. Yeah, I don't know that they're the same thing. I, I, I think you'd be psychotic if you could tell the difference. They do not do a good enough job of making lime lemon distinction for it to matter. And either way, it is a B tier because it is refreshing. It is, it is refreshing. I was going to go see. Tasty. Um, It is a solid backup. I think like it's a good popsicle. Like it's a popsicle though. Popsicles are pretty boring. Uh, I'm I could be convinced to put it even as low as D, but I, I'm oh, I'm gonna go. I'd be I'm willing to C. go down to C because that's still an acceptable level. I am I am A tier all the way. A. Oh, yeah. So it's Whoa. an A. So it's an a, the, a, B, and a C. So yeah. then that means it's a B. I love the tartness of it, and because mm-hmm. I know it's good. Is it know. is it the lime or the lemon tartness? It's the lemon. <laughs> actually, actually, uh, actually, if we do if we do like a lime, lime bar, lime. if we do a lime bar, I need a special uh, tier. Unilever says it's a lime bar, <laughs> Brett. Okay, anyway, uh, going on. The the uh, Sherbert push-up. D. I effing love the Sherbert oh, push-up, dude. Bro, you're crazy. The, thing, the thing about this popsicle, it's really tasty. It's really refreshing. Uh, I like this, but sometimes it doesn't push up. <laughs> yes. Like like you're pushing and it's not this, doing the anything. It comes flying through the <laughs> this, middle of it. <laughs> this is like sometimes this is like actually way too much work to eat. When it works, it is among my favorites. I might even say like a real on a really hot day a push up is an S for me. But like because it's a, a often malfunctioning popsicle, I'm gonna, I would move it down to B. Sounds like a B for me personal. I'm B also because occasionally it sits for too long, and it like it's very susceptible to freezer burn. I just want to say I like push up better than firecracker for me. D just because personally. you only get one pass at the truck, baby. What about you, Kevin? Since you had them in the same tier, what push up or firecracker? Uh, I have them in the same tier for a reason. All right, there you go. He doesn't care. It's a mood mood thing. All right, Sunday cup with the wood stick. 
Oh, A tier. Uh, hold on. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about, though. Like not the one, not the one with the little plastic spoon. The one with that no, no, wood it's the stick. One you have to where pull it's... the cardboard oh. insert, and it yes. has the, uh, oh. the splintery a, wood thing, and you just gotta like scrape a, all the last bits out. That's like a that's C. A, that's a C for me too. The ice cream in there is trash, Kevin. Yeah, see, that's the problem. That's the same ice cream that you it's, buy for five dollars when you gotta feed seven it's the, dessert. Yeah, exactly. It's the ice cream that comes in the bucket at yep. the grocery store. That's so crappy. Or you, or you get like the sleeve of those at the grocery store. Okay, fine. So I have a lot of fond memories of this getting them from the grocery store because they were dirt cheap. My family was uh-huh. poor as hell, and I, but we would never buy them from the ice cream truck because that's just right. wasteful. Yeah, well, that's the same with me and push-ups. It's like uh, my parents would always buy me push-ups. That was like our like our go-to at-home uh, ice cream treat. Anyway, ice ice cream sandwich, the traditional one, chocolate cook, chocolate like a uh, squishy cookie yeah. on the outside. Uh, inside, I'm a, it's an A for me. It's an easy uh, A. A for me, yeah, as well. It's just I go S here. It, I can. Yeah. I think S is defensible. There's a. The next thing we're going to talk about is just so much better that I don't want to put them in the same tier. Uh, and you'll see, I think that's you'll see in a second. fair because if I know what you're talking about <laughs> next, then it's definitely it's like the here. goat for me. Hey, let's do this. Chip witch. Chip witch S S. The best thing you can get at the the best thing you can get at the ice cream truck. That is, is not chocolate correct. Ch- chocolate chip cookie no. sandwich. It, but it is S tier. But 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 there's something better, and it better be coming along the line here. Okay, yeah, but but Chip Witch is like just the directly better ice cream sandwich. For yeah, me. it's t- it's two chocolate chip cookies. Why yep. wouldn't you rather have that? Right, you put you put Chip Witch below ice cream sandwich for you. Yeah, because yeah, the cookies are always terrible. And no, I, they're not. That's the thing. No, they're no, good. No. Those cookies right. are good, bro. Those cookies are good, bro. I'm a, I'll fight you on this one. <laughs> Although I don't know, I think I might I might I, I might fold to your expertise on this at some point. But you know what? Strawberry shortcake bar. No S S S. It's uh, it's real good. It's real good. I, I'm between A and S. The thing is, there's a diff, there's a secondary version of this that I like better. So That's I don't want to put at. them in the same tier. So I'm going to put it in A because we both said, me and Kevin both said A. And then the Eclair bar, the chocolate one. Oh. <laughs> That's, S. That's S for me. Do you, do, you, one, do you like the strawberry one better or the Eclair one better, Brett? I hate most most chocolate confectionaries, and this one's no different. I, oh, okay. I worship the S and the D is like a 49ers tier. Oh, oh no yeah, you so the, the chocolate one you just wouldn't even get it correct never well two, we both voted s so it's gonna go in s but that but but i think like that's interesting that you just like so for you it's just a, you just generally are at, at this is maybe why you don't like the chip which also because it's chocolate it is, chips but but the ice cream sandwich is like a chocolate wafer which i really yeah. like. yeah okay but like all chocolate ice cream is garbage well, this Eclair bar doesn't have chocolate ice cream. It just has that. It has the vanilla ice cream and it has that weird fudge thing in the middle. Yeah, too much. I don't even. I feel like it's directly inferior to something else again that better be on here. But uh, if, being inferior, if I miss it some, still makes it an S tier. If I miss something, uh, you can tell me. I got All two right. that I'm hard waiting on. Uh, orange creamsicle. S. Double S, okay. S plus. Okay, well, yeah, I was gonna yeah. go, I was gonna go B, but I, but you guys both said S, so I'm putting in an S. What What do you guys love about the creamsicle? All right, I so, mean, it's just it's good. Don't get me wrong, but the, it's uh, the tang, bro. No, dude, it's it's refreshing. Mm-hmm. It's like smooth. It's not super rich and chocolatey, which means when it's like crazy hot outside and you have it, you don't feel like you're getting like you're okay. eating something like rich and like bogging. How does it compare to the one that's like a root beer float bar? The one that the one that's like where it's also root beer on the outside. Plus. Yeah, as I was gonna say, yep, same exact. Well, that's the thing. Don't, that's the thing is the root beer float one is so much better to me. Oh, like, dude, I no, would... they're both like just oh man, yeah. 
Like we're, one we A and one we, also A. We, we we put almost everything in. Do S-tier you realize so how fat we are? I love how we. I, I have to move the like, spreadsheet over already because you guys are putting too many things in one tier. I love how we definitely all lived unknowingly on the same route, and that ice cream truck driver must have been like, "Bro, I got these three customers." Oh, unknowingly, yeah. we were we all lived within like five blocks of each other. Yeah, but we didn't kids. know it. Yeah, but we didn't know it at the time though. Like I didn't oh, know. It it depends on which point. Yeah, that guy must have been like, "Bro, it's a it's a good life if you got it." And I got root, it. root beer root beer float bar, man. That thing rules. Oh, That's that so is good. a great can, bar. Okay, so Klond- Klondike bar. F. Uh, B. Okay, we'll put it in C then. It's in the middle. Uh, Okay, Klondike bar, the thing is, I like the chocolate on the outside, but it's pretty boring. At least the chocolate's different. It's not like horrible. The only problem Uh, I have, it's directly inferior to the uh, ice cream sandwich because the fucking chocolate chip thing falls apart and then the end of the eating. Yeah, and you gotta eat it. You gotta eat it so fast. Like, you cannot mess around the Klondike bar or it's over. Uh, drumstick. And remember, drumstick is the one Ooh. that has the, the 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 coating around the outside of the ice cream. S okay. triple plus tier yeah, number got, one A. I got kind sticks of sticks are unreal. Yeah, I got kind drumsticks of drumsticks are real. Drum, drumsticks are really good. I have a bunch of them in the in the freezer, like uh, yeah. in the summer usually, and they're they're real good. They're, I'm yeah. with you both on this, but the thing is, they keep trying to make different kinds of drumsticks. Which all suck. They're all terrible. No way, dude. dude the, no, the, 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 the Oreo one. chip one. The Oreo, Oreo one. The Oreo bad. one's so good. Dude, but they can't, they can't. Brett, go I've never been more ashamed original. to be your friend. All those suck. <laughs> They're so bad. But the original hey, so great. Okay, well, what do you guys think about King Cone? You know, that's the that's the crappy drumstick. Not yeah, that's that, that's, that's a F tier because I yeah. pick it up and I'm like, this isn't Z. a drumstick. I hate King Cone. King Cone is a King Cone is a is a house of lies. Yes, King Cone, exactly. King, yeah. I mean, it's not actually not that bad, but it just where's the, put the chocolate on the outside. Come on. Okay. Anyway. Um, okay. Some of these. Uh, here we go. Screwball. Do you remember Screwball? No. Uh, but I, I it was it in was my like head. Really, that's the same as the uh, character ones with the bubble gum, except it doesn't have the bubble gum. You're oh, cr- really? actually it does have oh, bubble gum in it. Gum. You're right, Kevin. So Screwball was like a really crappy like snow cone with two like rock <laughs> gumballs in the bottom. It is F tier. I wanted to bring it up because like it's a core memory for me is buying one of these and like being so it was the first time I was ever been so disappointed by something. <laughs> I bought this stupid screwball and I was like so excited to eat it because I'd like seen someone else eating it or I'd seen a commercial and I thought it was so cool. Your first feeling then, of true betrayal. Uh and then it, it, it like it's just like, and it was like cherry flavored, like ice water over the top. And then, mm-hmm. and then you get to the bottom and there's just like two rocks at the bottom that you try to chew on and call it gum. That's the, that's the two ball screwball. Just somebody's kidney um, stones at the bottom of that. It sucks. I hate it. If someone really <laughs> likes the screwball on the discord, please come at me. Fudgicle. C. D. Uh, A. Ooh, right, we'll interesting. In the middle. I'm it is, it. it is like if, uh, uh, it's, it's not as good as the root beer. It is not as good as a creamsicle, but it's it's a really refreshing it's, pop. It's not as good as okay. So I would eat the thing for me is that I would eat everything in the C tier already ahead of a fudgesicle. I would eat the Sunday cup with the wood stick. I would eat the Klondike bar. I would eat the firecracker, the push up, strawberry shortcake bar. I'd eat everything. Well, above again, this. I mean, you only get one pass at the ice cream truck, and the fudgesicles are very likely to already be in the freezer or coming that evening because they were cheap and there was a lot of them. Right. That's, yeah, that's also true. Okay, fine. C tier is where we've been putting that stuff. I'm fine with it. Okay, Crunch Bar. Solid oh. B for me. It's good though. I know you hate uh, chocolate bread, so you're gonna. No, 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 no. The crunch bar is all right because the chocolate's extremely tame. But I'm gonna go like B. And you're right. I love the segment. I'm, I'm, I'm down with B on that. How about the Snickers ice cream bar? No, Ooh, better. Absolutely. That's an A. 
That's an A for me too. I, you don't you didn't like the Snickers ice cream bar? It's good. Okay, I got my I reasons. <laughs> <laughs> so one thing that's funny is my wife she had gestational diabetes and like for some reason like with like if her blood sugar was low this was like her go-to snack so they were in the freezer yeah and mine, I, like, had, it was so hard to make passes at them and not eat them mine is like kind of similar <laughs> like my grandma who i spent basically a parental amount of time with like growing up right she always had strawberry shortcakes drumsticks and snickers bars and i always would eat all three because i was a fat kid but I always hated the Snickers, but the other two just completely withstood the test of time. So, like, I love I the idea so, of Brad hate eating the ice cream Snickers. Oh, absolutely, yeah. So, if it was in that freezer, it was going down my mouth. That's all. These I'm other doing. three are pretty regional, and I don't know, like if. Um, so you guys probably know. Every summer, I had I spent like at least a month down in California with my grandma. So mm-hmm. like they had different stuff in the ice cream truck. Uh, uh, Paletas, uh, a they're really good. I don't. know. It's like just like they're like Mexican. They're like Mexican fruit fruit bars. They're oh, good. Oh yeah, you, you'll like them. STD. Brett would love them. Kevin, you probably you like them too. They're yeah, good. I've had uh, those. Those are quite good. Those, yeah. There's a there's a shop in Federway you can get them. They're I about to say you can uh, get them at in the summertime at like certain Mexican food places. Yeah, there's a there's a Mexican ice cream shop now over by like Freedom Fitness in Federway. It's pretty good. Okay, uh, lemon ice, uh, bad F. Don't would like it? it, but the lime ice though. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Lemon ice is so gross. I, I don't know. Maybe so. D or F, Kevin? Or do you love lemon ice? Because that'll that'll put it up to D. No, he doesn't. All right, let's put it up to F. All right, how about malt cup? Do you ever have a malt cup? Uh, yeah, I didn't like it. Yeah, straight trash on me. Uh, okay. Okay, what's your guys' favorite one that's never at the ice cream truck? Because I got one. Like, oh, like what? Like, okay, so the Ben and Jerry's makes ice cream bars. They're really good. Yep. Like, uh, I I like basically every single one of those that I've that I've ever eaten the Ben and Jerry's ice cream bars they're obviously not on here because mm-hmm. when I was a kid they didn't have Ben and Jerry's right. ice cream bars in the in the ice cream truck but I like those quite a bit mine um, is like uh, you're o- opposite of what you said earlier like I like the the off flavor drumsticks like the Oreo drumsticks oh. and uh, all this stuff and um yeah uh, what about you Brett mine is like is like that big lime bar with like some of the rind in it you know like just enough of the real Oh, the real yeah. thing. I fucking love those, dude. I could eat 20 of those in a city. Those Costco has those mochi things, those bites. Yes. Those are so good, too. Kevin, is there any ice cream treat that you like to get that is not at the ice cream truck or that we didn't mention? No? All right. Well, that's it. So uh, for Kevin, for Brett, for the uh, Eric Ronnebeck, we will uh, see you guys next week. And go Hawks.